What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What a night at State Farm Arena. We'll just call this episode the DeJounte Murray game. Hawksbeat Podcast starts right now. Kevin Hunter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herder looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your man, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And tonight, like I said in the intro, we just going to call this the DeJounte Murray game. <laughs> what a night at State Farm Arena on a back-to-back. The Hawks um, overcome a 21-point deficit and come back to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 127-113, to and which is, I don't even want to say arguably, which is the best game. We just witnessed the best game of DeJounte Murray's Atlanta Hawk career. And it's crazy because we just said this last game. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the game notes. But let me go ahead and welcome you into the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all the regs, all the newbies. This is the Hawks Beat Podcast. This is where we talk Atlanta Hawks basketball. I'm your host, Edub. Welcome into the show. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can so you can be abreast as to everything that we have going on and get the notifications and all that jazz. Also, we want you to um, connect with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you got us on all of those platforms. All right. Housekeeping aside, uh, tonight we are going to lay out the show by um, we're going to go over some game notes, just uh, what we saw at State Farm Arena tonight. We're going to give you some game notes. We're going to give you some post game sound from Coach Quinn. I want to hear a little bit about what he had to say. Uh, then we're going to give you some takeaways and hopefully we'll be out of here in 30 minutes. So first things first, let's get into uh, the particulars going into tonight, of course, since this was a back-to-back injury reports uh, were not released uh, on back-to-back. So, um, Hawks, pretty much the same as usual. Um, Wesley Matthews, who's going to be out for a while, but nobody got held out of this game. It's still early in the season, so Bogey was a go. 
um, all of the older guys who thought that sometimes you may want to rest them. But Clint Capella was a go. All those guys, same starters as last night. Jalen Johnson gets the start. And uh, I'm going to start with tonight's keys to the game. We're going to start with tonight's keys to the game. And after I go through my notes, uh, I'm going to we'll go back and see how well they hit with those keys to the game. First thing I said, I gave three keys to the game. Uh, the first thing I said was energy, energy, energy is what I was going to be looking for. Um, back to back. Sometimes when you play back to back, you um Around that third and fourth quarter, those legs start to get a little heavy, right? They start to get a little heavy, but um, tonight that wasn't necessarily the case with the Hawks. And listen, this is still early on in the season. The guys are still kind of working their way back into shape, but um, definitely there was no let up. And actually, if anything, uh, you can you, you can make a case that they kind of got their stride <laughs> in the second half of the ball game. So. Um, the energy was definitely not a problem. Uh, secondly, I said, keep Minnesota honest with second chance points and offensive rebounds. And I, and I thought they did a decent job. I mean, Rudy Gobert had six offensive rebounds. That's kind of what he does. But as a whole, they had 10 offensive rebounds and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't get crazy with it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't get crazy with the offensive rebounds and the second chance points. Uh, they only had eight second chance points tonight. And that was one thing you kind of wanted to keep them at bay, right? Because we know um, Rudy Gobert is one of the elite round rebound <laughs> rebounders <laughs> in the league. But um, although he did have 13 rebounds, you kept him at bay. And he didn't just go crazy rebounding everything tonight so i think that was a plus there and lastly i said you're probably going to need about five to seven guys in double figures now um i think this hawks team as currently constructed you are at its best when you have scoring from everybody right and so what i mean by that is a, l a little bit of balanced scoring so Tonight, the Hawks had six guys in double figures, so they hit that. I said five to seven guys, and they had six. Of course, with DeJounte Murray leading the charge with 41, Trey backing them up with 24. And tonight, you saw a special backcourt. You saw a special backcourt tonight. And again, it wasn't so much of Trey being so much efficient with his shots. 24 points, eight assists. Um, we're going to talk about DeJounte Murray, and it was clear what he did. It was clear what he did, tying a career-high 41 points on 17 of 24 shooting. He was box office. He was box office. He was phenomenal on both sides of the ball. Like, I hadn't seen DeJounte play like that in a Hawks uniform ever. And so... um, the thing that I liked about it, DeJounte was cooking. And when Trey came into the game around, I think it was the fourth quarter, when he started the fourth quarter, DeJounte wanted to stay out there. Trey came in and he worked seamlessly with DeJounte. And and that was something that we may not have seen last year, you know, because they, they the 
the synergy of both of those two guys working together wasn't quite there last year. And of course it wasn't quite there because that was their first year together, right? And so Trey comes in and, you know, first thing he does, he gets DJ the ball, cut into the hoop. Um, he hits a couple timely threes in that fourth quarter. And you just see him like, yo, okay, you the man tonight and I'm going to support you. Like that's what they have to be. And I think that the more this team gets away from needing Trey to go for 30 and 15 every night, the better they will be. Oh, I just said something. Let me say that again. The more this team has to get, the more this team can get away from needing Trey Young to go for 25 and 15 assists every night, the better this team will be. And once Trey realizes that he can lean on these guys, once he realizes he can lean on a DeJounte Murray, a, De- a DeAndre Hunter, a Jalen Johnson, a Bogey Bogdanovich, listen, Landry has put some pieces around Trey. And so once Trey realizes that he can lean on these guys, then you will see the Atlanta Hawks walk into what they can be. And I know this is just a comparison, but hear me out. Michael Jordan didn't start winning championships until he learned how to lean on the system and lean on Scottie Pippen, lean on shooters like Jim Paxson, John Paxson, I'm sorry, John Paxson, Steve Kerr. When he learned to lean on those guys, that made him a champion. And I think Trey is finally starting to realize, like, look, if I can lean on these guys, we can get things done. After the game, Trey was talking to uh, Steve Holman on the broadcast. He said, listen, I, I, I don't I don't care about stats. He was like, I've led the league in points and assists before. Now I'm all about winning. So I, I don't think Trey is necessarily concerned with these inefficient shooting nights as much as the fans are, you know? And again, I just liked seeing the synergy between the two guys tonight, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. That's what you got them here for. And um, it was a beautiful thing to see. So um, as far as the game is concerned, man, it, it didn't start out well. It did not start out well. Um, uh, Double J was on on Cat early, Jalen Johnson. I was like, yo, man, this, this ain't going to be no problem because all Cat going to want to do is just sit out there and yoke up threes. And early on, folks, it was a problem because Cat was <laughs> he was doing everything he wanted to do, man. Like the, the 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 Timberwolves were getting everything they wanted in that first quarter, forty two points, and the Hawks were sticking with them. Like they were shooting just as well, but the numbers that they were putting up, I'm like, yo, there's no way they can keep up this clip. And they, they kept up that clip <laughs> for like another half, right? And so uh, you're just watching these phenomenal shooting numbers. And I'm like, are they playing bad defense? And then I was like, yeah, they're kind of playing bad defense, right? And so here's the thing. Minnesota's shooting well, but it, it, it was not necessarily because the Hawks' defense was, well, I don't know if I want to call it trash, but listen, they just weren't being physical. I'll say that. I'll, I'll say that to kind of to 
encapsulate the Hawks' defense. They weren't playing physical. Minnesota was being physical. They were the ones being bullied. And, you know, they were getting whatever shot they wanted. And that had there's a there's a physicality there that the Hawks weren't coming with in that whole first half, man. Um, they had lineups out there: Trey Bogey, AJ, uh, Sadiq Bay, Akangu. Uh, there was thir- three minutes left in the quarter in the second quarter, and Minnesota was still shooting thirty percent. I mean seventy percent. It was it was just like yo, like both teams are just shooting the hell out the ball. And then once the Hawks stopped playing a little bit of defense or once they stopped missing some shots and the defense didn't keep up, then Minnesota started to pull away. And then pull away, they did. <laughs> they stretching that lead. Um, and there was one point, I, and, and I put this in my notes, the six-man was going hard at Rudy Gobert, man. They were going hard at Rudy, Rudy Gobert. He gets two technicals, but he doesn't get kicked out of the game because the second tech – was not considered a um like a flagrant foul tech it was just like yo you just hanging on the rim so evidently you can stay in the game if you do that but six man was going hard at rudy they were like yo rudy sucks rudy sucks and i'm like yo like i kind of low-key want them to stop doing that because listen you're gonna run into one of these players that like get themselves like amped when you start chanting at them and you may have a Reggie Miller Spike Lee <laughs> Reggie Miller Spike Lee situation, right? But it is what it is, man. But Minnesota stretched the lead to ten in that second quarter. And again, I, I wrote this bad defense is starting to catch up. Wolves were getting physical and the Hawks were not responding. And I just kept updating it. Lead to fifteen. Lead to seventeen. Wolves are still shooting in the seventies, and there's a minute and fifteen left to halftime um i went on twitter and i was like hey hawks fans what uh are your halftime thoughts on (laughs) on this game so let i'll just read just a few of them uh at dirty they dream said capella's hands are made of graphite (laughs) original bip on twitter said they still can't play defense uh, Sean Gomes said, Trey Young and Murray need to be traded. Oh, wee boy. Be careful with your tweet because I just may read it. <laughs> it's all good, man. We've all been there. Second half. Oh, boy. I wish they could go back and see those tweets. I'm sure they'll go back and delete them. Anywho, let me just let me just tell you how bad it was at the half. Or let me, let me pull up the halftime book. Halftime. Wolves were up 79 to 60, 79 to 60, 19 points. That jingling you hear is my cat. So I apologize about that, man. My cats, they get really hype at like 11 o'clock at night. But anywho, uh, 19 point lead for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, They're shooting 66% from the field and 62% from three. Like what is really going on, right? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And then the third quarter, DeJounte Murray happened. Like, Hawks at first, they go on a 13-2 run, I wrote. Lee cut to 10. I said, hey, DJ is cooking a little bit. Lee cut to 6. Anthony Edwards is still kind of keeping his team in the game, still making a couple timely shots. And let me tell you something. I really like the cut on Anthony Anthony Edwards, man. I know they lost, but, man, I'm still a big fan of Anthony Edwards. He's my son's favorite player. Um He's going to be a good basketball player. Like, once he, like, steps into, like, his prime, going to be good. But it's not about Ant tonight. Um, DeJounte Murray outscored the whole Timberwolves team in the third quarter. He goes for 22 points, 8 of 8 shooting, 2 for 2 behind the three plays the whole quarter, outscores the Timberwolves himself. 22 to 19. Outscored the whole tag on team. And the Hawks, as a team, they outscored the Wolves 38 to 19. What a quarter it was. Uh, Hawks shooting numbers 77% from the field, 80% from three. And you're just like, yo, like, they back up in this game. Fourth quarter, it's a brand new ball game. It's a brand new ball game. Trey comes in in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, okay, let's see what we got here in the fourth quarter. And I thought a pivotal moment to me, like Trey comes in, he misses first three. Like, I didn't have a problem with that. But I really like the fact the next time down, he catches DeJounte Murray on a cut to the hoop, another easy basket. Okay, now DeJounte still cooking. Get him the ball, Trey, right? Get him the ball. I thought Trey played with excellent pace in that fourth quarter, even though he didn't necessarily shoot the ball well. It was three for ten. But listen, how a man shoots is not indicative always of how he played. Because I thought he played well in that fourth quarter. Seven points, three assists, and I thought he played with pace. I thought he got the guys in 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 the position of where they need to be. And uh, listen, he was a plus 18 in the quarter. Um, I just I really like the way the two work together. And to me, that is a story like that is a story. So going back to the third quarter to I think the middle or like nine minutes left in the fourth, the Hawks go on a 42 to 12 run. Before you know it, Hawks are up 13. Then they're up 21. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Hawks were up 13. And they were just down by 21 with nine minutes left in the third. Like, the run that they went on was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Like, if you weren't in the building, like, you missed the tree. You need to, if you watch it on TV, you watch. Now, hopefully, the Bally stream worked for you, but uh, <laughs> that's all I say about that. Bally was having some issues tonight. I saw a lot of people upset. Listen, Bally. Get it together, bro. Like, get it together. But um, 15 to 29 in the fourth quarter, Hawks sealed the deal, and then they, like, run away with it, right? They run away with it in the fourth quarter, outscoring the, the Wolves 67 to 34 in that second half. And it was just, 
a whale of a game, like a whale of a game, especially after such a win in Milwaukee. You, 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 you take care of business by Minnesota like this. And what do you do now? You take these wins, you put them in your back pocket, and now you stack them, and now you have a little confidence walking into this thing. Now, here is, the, here is to me, here is the test. you got a Washington team coming in that's not very good. They're not very good. And that is what scares me. I'm going to be honest with you. That is what scares me. Not the games where you play these, these elite teams and these, these marquee players in the league. It is these teams that are not necessarily that good. You got to make a statement, man. Got to make a statement on Wednesday. But uh, for tonight, salute to DeJounte Murray. Salute to uh, Trey Young. Salute to Clint Capella. Clint Capella had five blocks. We'll talk about that again a little bit as I do some takeaways. But I want to play a little bit of sound just so you guys can hear what um, – <laughs> I was about to say Dan Quinn, but Quinn Snyder. I want to hear what you. I want to hear. Uh, I want to post a little bit about what Quinn Snyder had to say after tonight's game. Um, but I thought we weren't selfish and we just competed and you know, eventually caught some breaks and obviously DJ you now had that stretch there where he put us on his back and and just made all kinds of plays and I thought just lifted lifted the group. Um, but even prior to that, we started to defend um at a higher level which is, is not always as easy as people think you know particularly when the team is you know certainly there's you feel like there's more we could do in the first half um but when they're making 67 percent of their threes um you know that it's easy to to have that deflate you into you know the 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 thing that's really terrific is that you go into halftime and you came out of halftime and we didn't let that happen I'm just kind of curious, what do you say to your team at halftime when they're down 21 points? You know, the, the NBA is, is funny in that I think more than being down, you know, we were, we were just struggling to get stops. And that's what we talked about, you know, that let's get some stops and be able to get out and transition. They, you know, McDaniels defensively is, is unique, um, you know, and he can impact the game that, his length made it, made it hard for us offensively in the half court, um, as did their size. So I think for us to, you know, to come back, it was all about trying to get some stops and get back in the game that way. And, you know, that was, you know, the, the message from the. All right. So that was um, Coach Snyder talking about at halftime. They just talked about. Look, we got to kick up this defensive intensity. And that was nice to hear, right? Because we always hear about, oh, we didn't make shots. We just made shots. But um, at least them talking about defense and putting in that effort, um, it's big. It's big. And they need to get stops. And they just need to get a couple of shots, right? They just needed to because they were shooting the ball so well. I'm talking about Minnesota. They were shooting the ball so well. In order to, to, to slow a team down like that, you just need to get a couple of stops. And then all of a sudden, those threes don't fall like they used to. And they kind of come back down to reality. They were shooting 60 and 70%. There's no way they could have kept that up for four quarters. But um, salute to, to Quinn. Salute to the team, the players, everybody involved. They all knuckled up and did what they had to do. Um. 
finally want to I want to give out my uh, my takeaways for tonight's game, and I have three of them. Um, let's see if uh, let me read a little fan feedback tonight uh, from Twitter um, or X as it's called. Uh, I asked a couple questions tonight. I said in a meme, uh, "What do you guys think about the Jonte Murray's game?" Um, at ATL Storyteller put Superman. She had a, she sent me a Superman gif. Um, at Anthony0722 gave me, sent me a gif with uh, DeJounte Murray saying, I own you. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Sean Gomes said, Kobe, another guy sent me, a, uh, ATL Bobby C uh, sent me a gif of somebody on fire. So some pretty good gifts I got on uh on the twitter <laughs> or x as it's called and uh it's always uh, a joy to give you guys to get some fan feedback from you guys um three takeaways really quick number one is this my number one takeaway is this although it was Dejounte murray's night to me the story that i guess you could even consider this secondary is trey leaning on his teammates i think that is becoming a thing like, I think that's becoming a thing. We always talk about, oh, Trey had a bad night, Trey had a bad night, whatever, whatever. And I think that even I am starting to change how I look at his game and how he is evolving as a player. He may not need to be that guy where you need him to go for 30 every night, you know? You're seeing the development of Jalen Johnson. You're seeing DeJounte Murray coming to his own. And so what is happening is he's getting the help that he so desperately needs. Yeah, it would be cool and it's, you know, it's dope when, you know, he goes, shoots on the logo and he goes for 36 and he does the Trey Young shivers. That's nice. But you know what that got you last year? 41 and 41. Right, you needed some help, bruh. And he's getting the help, so he doesn't need to do all of that. So, again, to me, my number one takeaway is Trey leaning on his teammates, and I think that is becoming a thing. Number two, DJ might be stepping into the Matrix. Like, he might be stepping into the Matrix. And for those who know about the movie The Matrix, there's a point where Neo, he he, he steps into who, who he is fully, and he starts to see things from a different perspective. He starts to see things from a different level. And this might be where DeJounte Murray's at. Like, again, it's it's still a lot of basketball left. But if you're a Hawks fan, you have to be excited about what you see right now with DeJounte. Uh, two really, really good back-to-back games. I don't know how he's going to finish out the week, but... And he's going to have some bad games because it's a lot of games to play. But um, I don't know, man. I think DJ just might be turning the corner because more than anything tonight, he looked comfortable. Like he just looked comfortable and he looked like he was in an ease. He was in a flow. He didn't press. He just looked comfortable in the rhythm of the offense. So salute to DeJounte Murray. And last but not least, my final takeaway is this. I'm still fearful of Washington. (laughs) I'm still fearful of Washington because, like, this is the game that the Hawks always, like, and I know, listen, this is third game in four nights. It's a lot of games, you know, so fatigue could be an issue, but this is the game you need to have 
this is the game you need to have because you need to start at some point if you want to be able, if you want to get out of this play in um, purgatory. You're gonna have to start beating teams that you need to beat on a semi-regular level, starting with Washington. Now I'm not even gonna put Charlotte in that category because Charlotte is just Charlotte just gives Atlanta problems. But listen, tonight was a good win, but you got to do it again on Wednesday. You got to do it again on Wednesday. Put a put a streak together. Put a streak together. Put some more of these wins in your pocket, and get a little bit of some get some more win equity on the season. But, ladies and gentlemen, I got you out in under thirty minutes. Pat yourself. Put, give me give, give me a pat on the back. <laughs> Let me pat myself on the back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you still listen to the podcast, I thank you sincerely. Make sure you uh, tell a friend uh, what we have coming down the pipe tomorrow. We are doing a live broadcast with a special guest. We're going to be doing a Hawks wrap up. We're going to be walking, wrapping up the first four games of the season. Talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. Make sure you tap in. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're going to be streaming live streaming from our Twitter account. And uh, it will be the audio will be up later as well. So um, weekly wrap on tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to be doing the post game of the Wizards. So lots of pods this week. But thank you so much for checking us out. We love you. Thank you so much for the support. Make sure you continue to subscribe, retweet, repost and uh, share the broadcast. Tell about five or ten of your friends about the Hawks Beat podcast. We greatly appreciate it. But. Like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love, because that's all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.